Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. We podcast the broadcasts. That's what I call them, broadcast podcasts. We podcast the broadcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, and a lot of other places folks are linking to uh, linking us to they're they're reposting the interviews they're reposting the playlists as well as the rss feed thank you for doing that i greatly appreciate that it expands our reach gets more people involved gets more people listening we're going to be doing some new things in the coming months here in 2020 the year of perfect vision and this perfect vision has to do with going within and uh Getting to know who you are, especially at this time when most of us are at home and uh, we're sequestered, as it were. We're asked to stay at home, and I hope that you're doing that. Uh, I know that there's frustration out there. I can appreciate the 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 feelings that are out there, but we have got to maintain our cool and understand that if we can lick this thing the first time, there won't be a second wave. I mean, they, they say they're predicting in the fall that the second wave could be worse than this first wave. Let's let's show them that they're wrong by doing what we need to do to stay safe, to keep our family safe to keep our neighbors safe, to keep our community, our our cities, our state, and our nation, and the rest of the world safe. Do what is asked of you. It's nothing that is of uh, 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 a really cons- – it's not something that, that, that is onerous. You know, it's it's quite simple. Wear a mask. Stay six feet away from people for the time being. And obviously, if you're living with someone, as I am, you still have the opportunity of that contact. You can have a hug. And I know that both my wife and I, we need them badly uh, <laughs> when I get home. But uh, let's let's see what we can do to, to minimize the frustrations by keeping our cool, going within and Finding those places within ourselves where we can find that calm and that peace and also get direction and instruction. It's there. I promise you it's there. I also would like to ask you if you are able to do so. And again, I know it's difficult in these times, but if you are able to do so, we would greatly appreciate any financial support that you can send our way. We do have a Patreon and PayPal account so that uh, you can securely give that support to us. We greatly appreciate those who have helped and those who will help to all of them. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And also remember that you can go to our guests website. We'll be giving that out shortly so that you can find out more about what they are doing. Continue your evolutionary process. And today's program is no different than any of the other programs that we've done. I think you're really going to enjoy this program because it is going to make you sing. And with that, we're going to talk with Michelle Blood. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us here on the program. It's really great to have you with us to talk about uh, affirmations, among other things. Well, it's great to be here, Richard. Thank you. I know that uh, one of the things that um, we are, are dealing with today around the world uh, is attitude. We are starting, there are some people who are, they're starting to come unhinged. I mean, there's no other way to put it. They're just, it's almost as if they're losing their minds. They're doing things that they probably wouldn't ordinarily do. And I'm not talking about staying at home and not going to work. I'm talking about going out. And in some instances, you've seen this. They're getting into fisticuffs. They're, they're, they're fighting with other human beings over... The stupidest things. Oh, I don't know. Like old toilet paper. Um, there are people protesting in the streets. They don't want to go to work. And then there are people protesting in the streets. They do want to go to work. Let us go to work. We have a constitutional right to go to work. And and I'm wondering how in the world will affirmations unravel this? And again, I can't think of any other words. This lunacy. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Yeah. Well, to really explain about affirmations, I think, you know, it's like, tell me your story. If I tell you my story, I think that will assist. 
I'm open to that. Let's do it. Uh, without being too redundant, please, Michelle Blood, tell us your story. <laughs> without being too redundant, the affirmation queen. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I actually did work in, uh, in a, uh, an audiovisual <laughs> audio department uh, at Phoenix College, and the sign outside the door said, Redun- Department of Redundancy Department. So I, I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Monty Python skit. It probably was <laughs> at one time. Now go ahead, please. <laughs> okay. So my background is uh, I've been a professional singer. I first w- appeared on television at the age of five. I'll make this as short as possible, this story. But I think it really is interesting how adversity, you can come through the other end from something really horrific happening to you. So In Australia, it's a long, long way in between gigs because there's not many people that live there. So we'd driven 14 hours to get to the next gig and uh, the driver fell asleep at the wheel and we hit a telephone pole and musical instruments and keyboards and stuff went into my back. And so I was, I had fractures and, and hip bone broken off and I mean, it was just horrific. So... I was in the hospital for months and months and months with many, many long operations and I was so depressed. Talk about anger. (laughs) I was so depressed. I felt suicidal because if I couldn't dance and do cartwheels across the stage and all the crazy stuff I did as a rock singer, what was I going to do? Because I'd been singing my entire life, you know, and it was like they said, if you can, if you do end up walking again, if you do survive this at all, you'll have a permanent limp. And just a whole lot of stuff. I mean, talk about depressed, a five foot nothing woman. You can't wear high heels anymore. What? (laughs) 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 Anyway, so a very, very unusual thing happened to me. Uh, I was so depressed. People were bringing in tapes and I couldn't move to turn the tapes off. This is 1989 because I couldn't move. I had to listen to them and I don't know if you people know what it's like. If you're in a really depressed mood or you're angry, you're upset, you're in pain, physical pain, and someone comes waltzing in all smiles and flowers, then you're like, piss off. You know, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? You know, because you don't resonate with that at all. You know, you want people to come in and feel sorry for you and commiserate with you. You don't want them being all flowers and, and rainbows, that's for sure. But anyway, somebody put on a tape which is very, very weird. It's Have you heard of the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill? Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they put on a tape of Think and Grow Rich with Earl Nightingale speaking the book. And this is a book about, for those of you who haven't read this book, it's a very, very old book, and it's about successful businessmen in America in the 20s and 30s. It had nothing to do with the female young rock singer in Australia, that's for sure. How did that change my life? Well, when Napoleon Hill said that his son was born with no ears and he used auto-suggestion, which I'd never heard of because I wasn't into motivational talks or anything. I was doing what I love to do already. Anyway, so when he said that, he would go into the little boy's room every single night and say, son, you can hear perfectly you know, who just keep repeating these affirmations or the suggestion. His son ended up with 30% hearing within two years from then, went to a normal school, ended up being this very, very successful entrepreneur in the hearing aid industry. Ha! Huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I said, okay, I'm going to do what he says. Napoleon Hill said, he called it auto-suggestion. These days we call them affirmations. You say something that isn't true, but that you want to be true. And then you have to state it in the now and you have to emotionalize it. Because he said, if you don't believe it, it's not going to go into your subconscious mind. It'll go into short-term memory and then be gone. You'll just fart it out of your brain. (laughs) (laughs) And so I attempted it. So I said, I am healed because I wasn't. I was told I'd never be completely healed. And I said, I know I am. And of course, I didn't know I was. And I love myself and I am my friend. I did not love myself. I was suicidal, but I couldn't move to do anything about it. And so I kept repeating it over and over and over again. And after a couple of days, I just said, look, this is actually BS. This does not work. 
this is not going to heal me. This is rubbish. But then (laughs) the breakthrough is I was like, oh, my God, I'm a singer-songwriter. And I'd also written jingles for advertising agencies for years on and off. You can't get a jingle out of your head. So I just decided there on the spot, let me see if I can sing it onto a tape recorder, just sing it over and over again. And then when I get out of the hospital, I think it's worth giving it a go to record it professionally. So I sang it. I am healed, I know I am. I love myself, I am my friend. And I just kept singing it over and over again. And first of all, I started feeling better. I wasn't as suicidal. I started looking at the things that I could do if I wasn't completely healed. Okay, you can still do jingles. You'll still be able to probably stand maybe, I don't know, on the stage. It won't be as entertaining, but you can still write songs. Maybe you can write them for other people. So I just started looking at what I could do instead of what what I couldn't do. And then after about two months, I was able to walk again completely normally. And everything, even the fracture in my spine was healed. And these journalists in Australia heard about this because I've been singing in Australia for a long time. And they put me on this show to talk about these singing affirmations. And then these um, promoters for people like Dr. Deepak Chopra, Dr. Wayne Dyer, Stuart Wilde, Bob Proctor came to me and they said, we want to hire you to come and sing in between these speakers your affirmations because it'll uplift the audience. And as an entertainer, I was like, yeah, great, okay. And so I did that and all of them, especially Deepak Chopra and Bob Proctor, they said, this is what we've been teaching for years, using affirmations, but you don't have to emotionalise them if it's in a song because you can't get the bloody thing out of your head, even (laughs) if you want to. Mm -hmm. And that's where, that's how the affirmations end up working, through music much, much, much faster than just saying affirmations over and over again. And it does lift up your vibration. It totally does. Even if you don't like the music, (laughs) it still lifts your vibration up. It's like I think the most powerful affirmation song ever written was by James Brown. I feel good and I knew that I would. (laughs) Mercy. <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, it's it's really something that um, in this day and age, when people are listening to audiobooks in particular, because we've been listening to music forever, um, that yeah, there are some books, you know, and of course I've been listening to audiobooks before they were called audiobooks, because uh, I was born uh, legally blind. And I was listening to talking books for the blind and recordings for the blind. Uh, One was recreational reading and the other one was textbooks for school. And I now produce audiobooks or what they call audiobooks today. And it's fascinating to not only uh, listen to them, but then when you come across someone such as yourself who produces music with a very specific message and you've got uh, uh, some CDs that people can pick up from your website as well uh, of these uh, affirmational songs, if you will, or songs of affirmation, I guess would be a better way to put it. And uh, that would, would help them. And you don't necessarily, uh, and I've learned this too, that let's say you've got something playing at night. I used to listen at night to the radio until I fell asleep and I'd wake up in the morning and the radio was still on because, you know, I left it on. But they say that even if you're listening to something while you sleep or playing something, you're still hearing it. So if you were to play these CDs of yours on some kind of a loop, um, I can only imagine the change in that individual after what, how many, a week, 10 days, 14, 30. I've heard it said that, you know, sometimes to really get a, a habit going, you have to make sure and do it consciously for at least 30 days. Is that a method that you recommend to people as well as listening to them oh, fully awake and conscious as, as well as maybe uh, low at night uh, sleeping? Yeah, they can do that. But I also... Um... I've recorded 
audio books. <laughs> a lot of audio books of visualization, speaking speaking the affirmations with music underneath is still very good. People could even create their own by just playing some nice music and just speaking the affirmations over the music because then you're still getting a whole brain experience. The music is in the right side of the brain and the lyrics or the affirmations, the left side of the brain. Or they could just get some karaoke music and, you know, sing, make up their own lyrics to, to their favourite songs. But, yeah, people do that all, the, all of the time, Richard, listen to it all night softly. Um, for that reason, uh, we've got you know, so many different types of songs and then they can make their own playlist of the ones that they prefer to go to sleep with. We also have ringtones so that if they want to wake up singing that they're a magnet to money or that they're persistent or whatever they want, mm -hmm. they can do it because we've got so many, so many songs. Well, I, I know that uh, as a, a someone who uh, works and has been working and living in sound for over 40 years, because I was interested in it even as a kid. Um, oh, there are people I've had on this program who talk about sound, but more in the context of vibration. And when one is listening to one of your affirmational songs, they're not really picking up on a particular vibration. There are all kinds of vibrations, but it's not as much the vibrations of the music as much, it seems to me there's a difference here between the vibration of the music versus the vibration of the message. Can you talk Absolutely. to us a little bit about that? Yeah, of course, because there's so many things that people hear in their own minds that are so negative and it brings them down. And what they do is they go down a rabbit hole and they find it hard to sort of get out of the well, you know, once they've gone down that way. Whereas if you're continuously feeding your mind positivity, you start seeing opportunities that you didn't see before. Things start looking brighter. It does change the vibration totally from the, when the message is a positive message with, a, you know, just something that's repeated over and over again to, you know, until the point you just, it's in your mind then. You can't get it out. And it's something that you do want in your mind, which then, of course, changes the frequency your vibration, mm -hmm. your vibrational frequency goes faster. It's a scientific fact now. It's been proven when I first started teaching this. I didn't have any science to back it up. And people would sometimes go, oh, it's a bit woo-woo, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but, they um, do. They do. But Yeah, but now, you know, music has frequency. The brain has frequency. You can test people that meditate. You know, you can see the different parts of the brain that light up. It's absolutely fascinating and there are no limitations to it. Every single person who can think can uplift themselves by just simply listening to something. And if they're not listening to positive affirmations, go to a, go to a positive visualization, guided meditation, or, you know, just listen to some good positive audio books. There are so many out oh, there. Yeah. I mean, look at this podcast. It's positive. You're there you're a professional you want to uplift people and there are just so many there are so so many louise hay even though she's gone now mm -hmm. she has so many of her affirmation audio books still around and you can listen to as well i did earl nightingale and napoleon hill were most certainly dead by the time i was listening to them and it changed like a rock singer in australia i mean mm -hmm. you never know what's going to happen so it's really worth it to to give it a go, just to see, just to have an experiment and see if you're feeling better afterwards. Another element uh, of creating uh, music in particular, uh, besides the instrumentation and then, of course, the, uh, the message, is the performers, whether it be instrumental or, other, or vocal, it's the performer's intent. And uh, and then all of that gets coupled together, which, again, is a phenomenal thing. Um, when you first started saying these affirmations that you were talking about uh, during your recovery, obviously for you, it was like, oh, really, seriously, look, I, you know, this is just put me in a big old cast and I'll heal and I'll be fine. And I'm not even going to mess with this. This stuff is just 
ridiculous. I mean, that's kind of the attitude that a lot of people will take towards uh, this type of work. Um, my mother taught me years ago only through a conversation she was having with one of my sisters while I was laying in bed moaning over because I, I think I had the flu or something. In fact, I don't even know what it was, but all I know is it was uncomfortable. And I was laying there moaning to which my one of my sisters said, Mom, make him stop. And she said, no, that's the way he heals himself. We generate our own vibration. We, ge- we, we generate, in a manner of speaking, our own affirmation through vibration. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, or the opposite. You do the opposite of healing. I mean, the Buddha said two and a half thousand years ago, we are what we think. Everything we are arises with our thoughts. With our thoughts, we make our world. It's not some secret law of attraction thing. Our thoughts and our intention absolutely changes our vibration. And everybody is different. Everyone is unique. And, you know, some things work better for some people than others. You just got to experiment and see what's going to work for you to uplift yourself. Hmm. And we have to do that in order to move forward. We're trying, that's one of the things we're trying to do here with this program is, is to move our civilization forward, to, to come up with those new ways of living. It's obvious the old ways don't work. And quite honestly, we're seeing that in a really big way with what we're going through globally right now. That um, exactly. I have to say that when I heard in, I think it was early March, about uh, telling people not to go to work, stay home. Uh, this was even before they started pushing social distancing. I, ha- I couldn't believe my ears and I was cheering because for the first time in my lifetime, and I'm almost 60, and I've been through many of the influenza cycles. I didn't get it, but I've been through those cycles and, every, and they do nothing other than run advertisements for the cold remedies or the flu remedies so that at least you'll feel a little better as you're going through it. But this time they said something different, which I have been I have been talking about for over 40 years. I've been telling him shut down the airlines for two weeks, two weeks, and then it's over. Well, they didn't do that soon enough in this instance, but at least they did something different. I mean, isn't it wasn't it Einstein who said that if you continue to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, that is the definition of insanity. And that's what we had been doing in my lifetime for uh, for almost 60 years of my life, my life. Finally, they decided to do something different. Now, a lot of people disagreed. That's too bad because they did it anyway. You know, apparently your argument wasn't compelling enough. And now they're arguing over the economy. And I'm thinking, if you don't do something about the people, you won't have an economy. And that's one of the things that we want to talk about here with you, and that is these affirmations that can help to transform. And I'm guessing you're looking more at transforming personal energy, not necessarily, although it will have an impact down the road, uh, but not necessarily communal or global energy per se. Yeah, well, one person at a time. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's we're all connected. We're absolutely all connected. So if one person uplifts themselves and they start changing their vibration, that will affect their household, and that is how the world changes until someone gets to the point where they're even more awakened and then they uh, have the ability to be able to transmit that frequency to other people through meditation practice. And that goes much, much deeper, but we're not talking about that right now. But just to begin with, I know, I absolutely know that everything that happened to me after my healing, all the amazing, miraculous opportunities and world travel and hit songs overseas and was all because of these affirmation songs because my vibration was vibrating at a faster frequency. And so you just, it, it's just not There's no limitations to it. Everyone has the ability to be able to create transformation in their lives. (laughs) 
And that's really what we're looking for is transformation. We are not, uh, and, and it may be semantics, but I got the point of one of my guests some months back when we were talking about how we want to change the world. We want to change ourselves. And I was using that word change, which by the way is the constant in the universe that we should actually be embracing and loving and asking, bring it on, bring on the change. Uh, and stop saying the phrase in these uncertain times. There have never been certain times, never in the history <laughs> right. of the universe. There have never, ever been certain times. But in man's mind, he thinks that as long as there's no explosion and nobody's blowing up, that um, it's okay. You know, that that it's that it's normal, that it's static. And see, that's the other thing, too, is then you're asking for a static world. Now, when I think about that, immediately my mind goes to a pond of water in the summertime. If that pond is static and all kinds of algae start to grow, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, and then mosquitoes start to uh, uh, germinate in the, in the pond water that's stagnant, and then they start creating problems, they sometimes carry disease, and the list goes on. Whereas if you have a dynamic, and I love it the way they use this in computer terms, um, but when you have a dynamic environment, you've got uh, little breezes blowing and you've got things falling in the water, continuing the rippling, and then it can be used for drinking by the, the flora and the fauna and on and on and on. And you have change and you have growth and you have transformation of life uh, through the years. And when they told me about change versus transformation from a uh, from a um, from that uh, um, semantical standpoint, they said, if you change, you can always change back. But once you've transformed, you know, then you're transformed. You you don't go back to the way you were. Um, would you say that if you, Michelle Blood, were to say today? That you started to feel a pain somewhere in your body because of your accident. You couldn't say, oh my gosh, this is never going to go away. And you couldn't do that because you already know that your affirmations work because they worked the first time on you. It's like you can't claim ignorance anymore, can you? No, and I love that transformation because transformation is, it's like with this diamond, on this ocean of eternal light. We are this diamond, this immortal consciousness, this soul inhabiting this vehicle called a body, which is a magnificent creation. And we have so many things that block our consciousness, our spirituality, because of all past hurts and judgments and reactionary things that happen. So once you begin to transform those things that you were reactionary towards, the sort of the line of attention you had to the past, that starts actually dissolving, or as the Buddhists say, you, the veil is lifting. So you can't go backwards because it's not there anymore. Those reactions and those things and those judgments don't exist anymore, so you are transformed. You're not just putting icing on an unbaked cake. You're perfectly baked. <laughs> and, you know. <laughs> I love it. And And so... You know, you transform. Transform is taking away the old to let that diamond that everybody has within them shine. And everyone right now, even if they're feeling pissed off or whatever's going on, you have to know that everything is possible for you. You can do this. You can do this. If you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for your loved ones. Absolutely know that this is bringing you heightened awareness. And when people are afraid that heightened awareness can sometimes turn into anger. But if you allow that heightened awareness to let you be focused on what you're grateful for right now, and I know that's hard when people are suffering and they're, they're emotionally so concerned about finances, etc. However, I, I really, really wish everyone to know the magnificent spirit that is within them, that is them not within them like somewhere in the body, but, I mean, it's mm -hmm. just omnipresent. Right. And we can call upon that at any time. And you don't have to be religious or have faith. You just have to change your thoughts to begin with. Right. 
How do we begin that process? Uh, uh, you know, you, in a manner of speaking, you had affirmations and this whole positive thinking thing sort of forced upon you because there was that tape player playing and you couldn't get up to stop it. But we don't all have that. So if if someone says, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying and I, I would really like to change my way of thinking and I'd like to change my life. I'd like to find my life's purpose. I'd like to fulfill those dreams that have been sitting dormant in the back of my mind for five or 10 or 15 or 20 or however many years. Where do I start, Michelle? Well, the, the main thing I think is to start, this is such a great question. You have to ask yourself some questions. You can do that. Everyone can do that. You've got to ask yourself, what do I want? Not what do I not want? What do I want to have happen in my life? And write down what you do want. Start getting clarity. Most people don't even know what they want. They just know what they don't want. So if they start writing down, well, this is what I want to live a better life and write it down as if it's already happened, at least get some focus and clarity on what it is that you would like to experience in your life. You know, because if, if you don't have enough money, you don't say, you don't write down, oh, I'd like more money. Just, I am grateful that I am more prosperous now. I'm grateful that, you know, I've, I own my own home. I am grateful that I am healthy. Write some things down that are true as well. It doesn't have to be all, you know, in the future. Just say to yourself, what do I want? What do I want for my life to be better? And any time a person is saying to themselves, they can hear it in their own minds, they're complaining, what do I, I don't want that. Don't say you don't want something <laughs> because the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between I don't want or I do want. Say what you do want and be grateful for it. Even if you don't believe it, just make a list. Make a list of all the things that you want to do that you've never done that you would like to be able to. I don't mean stupid things like I want to be an astronaut and you've never even you know, flown a plane, plane mm -hmm. you know, things that are realistic but still higher than where you are now and start looking at the possibilities. Just writing that list down to begin with, anyone can do that. And if somebody is finding that they're complaining a lot, another great exercise is to simply say, oh, my God, I'm complaining again. You've got to stop yourself from complaining and just say, okay, I'm complaining because I'm in fear. I'm afraid of something. What am I afraid of? Usually people are afraid of not getting something that they want or losing something that they already have. And so if you can at least name it, don't go putting your mind into a state of, I'll just watch a lot of television or just eat a huge amount of pizza and I won't think about it. You know, tomorrow's another day. I won't think about it. It's good. It's not negative to be aware of what you're afraid of. Mm -hmm. It loses, it can lose some of the power over you if you can understand what it is. And then you get yourself an opportunity, you know, even, even someone saying, what's the worst case scenario? I don't think that's negative. I'm not one of those positive thinking teachers that say, you know, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. You've got to be positive. You know? <laughs> you've got to be able, you've got to be real with yourself and find out where you're coming from so that you can heal yourself. It seems as though the the transition um, actually has been going on, obviously, for, for decades, if not longer, for people who are trying to find those answers uh, to their lives and, and, and uh, to their situations and so forth. And uh, I, I sometimes I ask myself, uh, because every once in a while I get into one of those states where I'm going, well, OK, what am I going to do now? And it's really funny because when this whole coronavirus came up, uh, COVID-19, corona, um, I, I had no fear. I wasn't, wasn't worried about getting it, nor was I concerned that if I did get it, that I would be okay or whatever. My mind actually went to the place of optimism. I thought, wow, this is going to open up some incredible opportunities. And I don't even know what they are yet. I have no clue as to what, the, I mean, my, I wasn't even trying to formulate them in my mind. All I knew was 
something incredibly wonderful and exciting was coming out of this whole thing because we were doing something different, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the program. That is something that we have to start to look at in order for those affirmations to really take root, isn't it? That we have to believe, regardless of what affirmation we might uh, listen to, say, through your work from The Magic of Affirmation, um, but we just need to to start to tell ourselves, and what is it, uh, what is your feeling about the phrase, fake it until you make it? Oh, I love that phrase. Okay. <laughs> I think I, I think it's I, I think, you know, affirmations, that's faking it until you think the right thought or that you manifest that thing into your life. Because you're saying something that isn't true that you want to have happen as if it's already happened. And that's like I mean, Cary Grant said that. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he just he he pretended to be Cary Grant for so long that he became Cary Grant. Faked mm. it till he made it. Mm. I think it's it's good. And I think it's very, very important for people to understand that that's not being dishonest or negative. It's actually doing something profound to transform your consciousness, to transform your life. It's all consciousness. Everything is consciousness. But you're already in that high state of consciousness. You've done so many things in your life to help improve other people's lives and to help improve your own life. And to be in the audio industry as well, you're obviously an extremely creative person. So you understand all of this, and not everybody does. It takes sometimes it takes a long time, but it's just one step at a time. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. what are you going to do right now? What mm-hmm. who are you? What are you going to do? Just sit around and not have a shower like you normally would? Get up every morning, have that shower, girls and boys. Put on your makeup, <laughs> <laughs> and you know. Wear something nice that day, even if you can't get out and go to work. Yeah. Do something to make yourself feel better. Exercise every day. I mean, I couldn't, I can't even explain to people, even if they just do a few jumping jacks or stretch their body, how much that changes your shift in attitude. And to do something every single day, you know, write a list of the things that you're going to do the next day, the night before, and make sure you add on it. This really shifts consciousness. What are you going to do to make someone happy? And who is that person going to be? What are you going to do to uplift someone else? You're going to just send them a funny video perhaps that are going all around the internet and I love that people are doing that. Are you going to just call a loved one and tell them the things that you love about them? Do something to uplift somebody because that when you get too into feeling sorry for yourself or depressed, the way you get out of that depression is to do things for other people that will uplift them. People who say you can't make other people happy, BS, of course you can. You absolutely can assist people to be happier. Watch your Monty Python. That's what I always say. There you go. And look there you on go. the bright side, side of, of life. Look on the bright side of life. Side of life. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And if you, and by the way, I saw a wonderful, I'm sorry, say again. I'm just, some of the lyrics, Eric Idle, life's a piece of when you look at it. Well, I will tell you that um, I was, uh, I was watching a a news story uh, just the other day and there was a a family um, who really wanted to try to encourage you know, some hilarity. So they put a sign outside uh, at the end of the driveway that basically said, you are entering, entering the, the strange, uh, um, oh, what, what was the name of that thing? The, the, the funny walk zone. So from here, oh, silly walk. a silly walk silly zone. Walk. And so the, yes. they had their doorbell <laughs> camera on recording as people walked by doing silly walks. And the Department of Seawalks. Yeah, and it was it was hilarious. It was just, and it was great that so many oh, people were that. willing to do that. Uh, sometimes that's what it takes is just to do a silly walk, um, and and have some fun with it. It's it's uh, it's just it's what we need to do. But yeah, I have to say that one of the more frustrating aspects of all of this that I kind of referenced earlier was. Um, 
the fact that you you made comments about how you know I I've I've been through certain things and yeah I've I've I'm I consider myself you know fairly well read haven't read all the classics but that's okay uh, I've read the things that have come along uh, in my life I've been through certain programs and experiences interviewed some incredible people on this and other programs and I will say that um, it only has happened but it was years ago that as I started learning this stuff. And then those challenges would crop up in my life. I would start to revert back to my old reactions to to it. But as I continued to learn and grow, and then those challenges would hit me again, I would start to go back to those old reactions. Then I would remember what I learned and what I was taught. And it's like, damn, I can't go back there. Because I know better the difference between stupidity and ignorance. Stupidity is, uh, ignorance is, you don't know. Stupidity is, you know, and you still react the same old way that you used to. And when you already know, and it comes back to your remembrance, it's like, I have to, I'm, I'm either responsible or I'm not. Uh, and I find that dynamic real interesting. A lot of people, they will blame it seems like, and I don't know if this is going on in Australia or not, but I do know it's here in the United States. Victimhood is rampant in this country. And this is even before the COVID virus hit. Talk to us about that. Yeah, they call America the land of litigation, don't they? Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really important. Australians don't have that attitude because it's sort of like Australians and Brits are brought up to believe that you don't shouldn't say too much about yourself you don't share like you know you yeah. don't vomit over everyone with every little thing that's wrong with you they think it's the tall poppy syndrome you know if you're successful great don't tell us all about it you don't think too big of yourself mm. you know so there's always a, a positive and a negative with this type of attitude but at the same time it's like don't feel sorry for yourself you know we don't want to hear it Australians are like that they're just like you know, we came from the colonies, man. <laughs> we don't want to hear. We don't want to hear your problems. Don't vomit over us. You know, we've all got. We're all going through our own stuff, and so, um, yes, I, I think it's just that Americans see the positive thing about Americans is they are so open and honest about you know sharing of themselves, and they're more uh, emotional. Mm -hmm. They don't hide it. They like the Brits and the Aussies. You know. They will, I think it's just that Aussies and Brits tend to take the mickey out of themselves more. They're a little more dry humor and sarcasm, you know. So mm -hmm. I think it's just that Americans take themselves a little bit too seriously sometimes. And that's just the culture. Yeah. And that's not everybody, of course. It's just no. the culture. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's good for people to understand that you don't have to get what you want by manip manipulating others into feeling sorry for you. That is being a victim. You get up, you go and do it yourself. You become, you are have just as much strength within your spirit as everybody else has. If there's something going wrong in your life, what are we being given? Hello, willpower. Use your willpower. You are much stronger than you think you are. Whenever you're blaming somebody else for your life, you have to realize that that's you complaining. Everything that you complain about, that's something within you that you're complaining about. You're not complaining about another person. That is within you or you wouldn't have it in your consciousness to even say anything. So that's a real tough one for some people because it's like, no, it's not my fault. <laughs> it's their fault. That's it's right. It's my ex-boyfriend. He's a bastard. wasn't me. <laughs> well, and, and, the other, we and the other aspect of it, too, is that it, it, in this country, I mean, it may be part of the general culture, but it's also... A, a huge part of the political culture. It's every other country's fault that we are in the where it, we are where we are. And it's like, I, I, I see, I went through the victimhood uh, cycle back in the 80s. And then I went through the, uh, you know, uh, the codependent period, then got into the interdependent period in the 90s, thinking, okay, <laughs> great. And we're able to move on as a society. And then I have to tell you that specifically, the tw I'm not saying that it wasn't per a part of the previous uh, campaigns, but the 2016 campaign w it was like that. What that's the label I put on that campaign, the victimhood presidential campaign, 
because it was everybody else's fault but our own. Um, oh my God! Yes, I agree. Oh, it was just awful, and it's yeah. and it's still going on today, and it's just it's like I I, I don't I you probably don't listen much at all if if at all uh, to the news. I try to stay away from it as much as I can, and it's kind of hard to do when you work for a news and information station. But I do <laughs> I do the best that I can, and then we have oh, people. Important who are complaining about the virus and that we should never have done what we did and shouldn't have told people not to go to work and the economy and the this and the that. And the numbers don't add up. And I'm going, it's too late. We're no longer, you know, pre. We're now in the middle. Your complaining is not going to serve anybody. And that's the thing that really... Um, I think your music, as well as affirmations within the music... They do serve us in a way that I hope gets us out of that victimhood. Are there specific affirmations you've created for what specific mindsets? Absolutely. I mean, I've got about 400 different affirmation songs. Oh, for yeah, <laughs> for everything you can imagine. We've even got one, um, that the kids love it's called self-esteem songs for kids and there's all these little baby animals talking about their endangered species and where they're from and what they eat for the little children you know like seven and under maybe six and under maybe for american kids five and under because they seem to be so much more mature (laughs) (laughs) so um so many i mean brian tracy all of these different people i've met and worked with over the years uh love these affirmation songs and use them for their own work Bob Proctor ended up working with me in Asia and he actually wrote about 14 of the songs with me, um, the lyrics, because he just said, this is so crazy that people haven't done this before. He said, it's just, and you did it because you just wanted healing. It was something that happened. You, He said, I wouldn't have even known to think about doing something like that. And he said, that's what we all teach, Tony Robbins, all of us. You know, it's all about changing the attitude, but using auto-suggestion, using the affirmations, so, yeah, we cover lots and lots of different things. But what I recently did, Richard, was I put all the affirmation songs I originally did that helped me the most, and I re-released a new album called Create Miracles to Harmonize Your Life. So um, that's a new one. P- powerful affirmation songs to harmonize your life, create miracles. It looks like it's a children's cover, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but some of the – but some of the songs are like, I'll just give you some of the titles. Um, Miracles are happening. I am healed. I am perfect. I forgive. The joy of living and thanksgiving. I am love. I'm never lonely. Perfect relationships. Greeting the day with love in your heart. Letting the hands of God help you. And we've found love. Mm. And those, they're my favorite songs out of all the albums we've got. But if someone's more interested in just motivating themselves, I've got an album called Songs for Motivation. They're all purely just to get you up there and, woo, I am energy. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this. And it's like...
breaking down all barriers in my way. I mean, all of these different affirmation songs. And then the most popular one we have is called Songs for Success. And I think some of those songs have been downloaded about, you know, two, nearly three million times, actually. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, if, if, if those sort of songs could be in the top 40, I would have a few hit records. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you would. Yes, you would. Well, we, uh, we are going to be featuring some of those songs here in this program so people can have a little bit of a listen. We're going to create oh, a little bit of a collage right. and, uh, and, and make that part of the broadcast slash podcast uh, that we put up on SoundCloud and iTunes and all the other locations, uh, Player FM and Spotify and TuneIn Radio and so forth. And uh, to 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 help people to move forward, and that's really what we need to do. And and in this in this period of our lives uh, in which we live, uh, which is quite dynamic today, some days probably are more dynamic than others. But it's better than stagnation. I got to tell you, it absolutely is, because there'd come a point where we'd get bored, really bored. Uh, that's why I'm thinking, how in the world can you be bored at home? Uh, especially if, let's just say, there are things that you've been telling yourself, well, you know, maybe this weekend I'll, I'll go through the uh, stuff in the basement or in the garage or up in the attic or I'll uh, take care of this project or that. Pro-, and you never do. And now you've got all the time in the world and you're still not doing it. And now that's on you. <laughs> exactly. We, we've got. Exactly. And, and, and we're encouraging people here in 2020, the year of perfect vision, to go within, to find out who they really are, to listen to that still small voice, not only to get the guidance from day to day, but also to find that peace, that calm space where they can rest and relax away from the the clutter of the outside world. Affirmations that you have to facilitate that purpose? Yes, and actually for your um, listeners, we've got a whole lot of absolutely free stuff for you. We've got the ebook and... Um, Creative visualization, which will help everybody. You just relax. You can go to sleep and just listen to it and just visualize what you do want. And lots of the songs we're giving away for free as well at michelleblood.com forward slash tell me your story. So the new book and everything is there. And I think people do enjoy reading a book and having it explained to them rather than just, oh, listen to this music. If for them to really understand how it works, how the science of it works with feeding the subconscious mind these positive new thoughts. And so I would recommend that they get that for free. <laughs> Absolutely. That's michelleblood.com slash tell me your story. And uh, we encourage you to go there, folks. We'll be linked to uh, her website and we'll actually link to that specific page only because they will still be able to get to the rest of your website through that specific page. But at least this way, when they go there, boom, they will be able to access all that wonderful uh, free stuff that you are offering them. And I greatly appreciate that. I did not know you did that. And I thank you for that. Um, It's something that... We are uh, always up against, and that's a clock. Um, And so I need to, first of all, thank you so much, Michelle Blood, for joining us here on the program. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And um, if you ever here in the States again, once we get to move around, we'd love to uh, love to uh, have you here in the studio to continue this conversation and uh, hope that uh, one of these days we'll be able to do that. I would love that, Richard. I'd love Santa Barbara. Beautiful. Secondly, um, I have three final questions for you, and I'm going to jump those real quickly here since we're close on time. Uh, if um, uh, First of all, who is Michelle Blood? Michelle Blood is <laughs> a very, very grateful, happy person who loves the light, and she is a singer-songwriter, but she is absolutely grateful for her life and I want everyone in the world to learn to be more grateful in their life and to know that you can transform your life I'm a transformational singer and speaker and author and I know that everything is possible for you 
What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you're doing now? I want people to awaken. I want them to awaken to the possibilities of who they are spiritually. I want them to awaken to all of the miracles that this world through the spirit, through consciousness, through the divine presence can bring them, not in a religious way, but in a way that's truth, that is something that is real. They were born here on this planet to become free, to awaken, and that's my main purpose. And finally, what is your life's purpose? Well, my life's purpose has is happening <laughs> all of the time. My life's purpose is to help awaken other people. And I'm doing that every day, every single day. And I absolutely am fulfilled because I live in the moment. There's no future, what am I going to do? There's every moment of gratitude and doing what I'm guided to do. And one of those things I was guided to do is be on this podcast today and meet you, Richard. Well, so, thank yay. you. Thank you. Thank you. I am excited and I believe the same thing. Every program I do, uh, I am there only because of all of the choices I've made up to this point. And I am going to continue to make the choices to continue to bring people to this program who are are changing their lives and the lives of others, or maybe a better way to put it, transforming their lives and that of others as well. I, uh, again, thank you so much for joining us here on the program, and I want to remind our listeners about the podcasts that are available at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, so many other places. Uh, also, a reminder, if you'd like to support this program, we do have a PayPal and Patreon account uh, on the homepage of richarddugan.com as well as uh, on the missions page. And we encourage you to join us for our next broadcast podcast. And until then, love to love.